that's how you enter enter man, a show, baby. Man, I can't get over it. Every time I, I see, you know, it's not even me hearing the words. I just see your face, and I'm just like, I'm doing something right. I, I know, I, I know. Is, I like when you round third, you're coming home. I was like, this is an inside the parker. <laughs> My hand goes up, just go. I look at go. you, you're waving me on. You're going, you got to go, 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 go. You don't even have to slide <laughs> into slide. home. You just, just stand, stand up. And walk it. Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, coming at you as we always do. Because we have a dynamite episode 72. Guys, do us a favor. Please, please, come on, subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. You got something to say? Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana, and with me, as always, an ice-cold beer to your eardrums on a summer night. Most awesome. There you go, folks. There I am, frosty mug and all. <laughs> How you doing, brother? What's the have you traveling a little bit this week? Yeah, traveling. Yeah, sick. Oh, traveling. I ran the gamut this week, man. Traveling. I tell you Ooh, what, doing it all, doing it all, podding, podding, and 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 all that good stuff. See, you don't get to take a day off though, right? You don't feel well. It's just like oh, I don't feel good, and then you just kind of like climb into the back room and just kind of shut down the lights. Oh, I I was I forced I was forced to on this one. I woke up Monday morning with a yeah. hundred and three degree fever, uh, sounding in it. Hopefully the audience can't hear it, but I could barely speak on Monday, Tuesday. But I'm a gamer. You are. I get ready. I like it. the I first g- thing in your th- in your mind was just like, man, I got a pot on Friday. I got a pot. I do. I got to save it. I got to save it. Hot tea, all that good stuff. Little antibiotics and trip to urgent care. Fuck yeah, I'm ready. I'm back, oh, baby. man. Well, let's not waste your motherfucking time, guys. We are doing rip from the headlines. We're doing. Westbrook blast off time. We're going to hit the MAB inbox. We got two emails from, uh, I think maybe a first time emailer. And then, you know, our MVP emailer. He shot one that uh, I definitely want to dig into. Going to do the <laughs> Neapolitan showdown. This one is also from a Nomabber. Nomabber Stacy shot it. She was like, I want to hear your guys' top three worst superheroes. We'll jump into that. You send us an email, we will answer. That's how that works. And we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. Starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read, if you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. come on. All right, brother. Rip from the headlines, Westbrook's blast off. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Oh, yet another mega trade in this NBA summer. NBA, God, just dominating the headlines, and we need it. We need it. Yes, exactly. Thank God. I'm sure any NFL fan out there is probably like, shut up about NBA. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear it, but we can't not talk about it because uh, a few days ago, Chris Paul from the Houston Rockets is, was traded for uh, Russell Westbrook of the Oklahoma City Thunder, yeah. along with they sent uh, two picks and two pick swaps to go along with it. And uh, we want to talk about how it's going to all shake out in the West and and all that good stuff. All right, brother, you know how I like to start with the macro. macro. You know me. I'm a creature of habit. I like to start yep. the macro. 
overall right now kind of shaking up the league wise is houston a better team now and does it make the league more interesting having maybe another title contender not trying to lead the witness being actually having a stronger squad yeah i think it helps them just in a from an athletic standpoint uh obviously westbrook has kind of waxed and waned on his shooting his outside shooting his perimeter shooting and much uh much people are discussing about well how are these two versions of uh james harden and russell westbrook going to coexist on the floor at the same time Mm -hmm. both high usage guys both guys meaning that they need to dominate the ball in order to be successful how are they going to coexist but ultimately i think stars matter in this league Westbrook is still a star in comparison to where Chris Paul is and athletically superior to Chris Paul. So I think they're, I think it's an upgrade. I don't think it's a massive upgrade though. Okay. That's a good question. You beat me to the punch. And this is what I, I kind of have two questions. You know, I like to learn a bunch of questions. You, you could talk you for 45 minutes and then I cut you off and probably get through two. That's how that works. So my question go. is like right now, uh, is there enough basketballs to go around between James Harden, Russ, Russell Westbrook and how is this combination of James Harden, Russell Westbrook, I'm never going to get his name out, right? Yeah. How is this combination different from their combination that they had in OKC together? Gotcha. So, it's an, so let's take the the first one first then. Sure. So what we'll do is, is I, I think D'Antoni, so currently if he still stays the head coach, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see if that remains the is same. That, is that, been, that might change? Well, I mean, yes, considering that the the owner for the Rockets, I, I don't remember his name, so drink everybody. He's a he's a bit of a wild card. And Daryl Morey, the GM, who is always up for making deals, um, they retained Mike uh, D'Antoni, but they fired all of his assistants. And he had D'Antoni had no say in it. So we're not really sure what that means. I'm trying to read the tea leaves on that. But this all stems back to the there was a report before free agency started, before the draft, where there was some um, disgruntled feelings in Houston, primarily between James Harden and, and Chris Paul. Too much then everyone was saying, oh, no, no, there's there's nothing here. There's nothing here. Um, so can is there enough balls for these two guys to yes. go around? Yes, I think there is, because I think D'Antoni, if he still sticks around, like I was saying, he will start to stagger them in. So they'll both start. They'll both be on the court, but he's going to, sh- you know, you know, play one for six minutes, take one off, take the, you know, let the other one run for another four minutes, and then bring the other guy back on. So basically, there is one ostensibly James Harden esque type player that goes along with the setup that they already have, with the shooters that they have from the outside, the Eric Gordons, the P.J. Tuckers, um, you know, the pick-and-roll guy with Clint Capella. Like, I think they're going to stagger those minutes. So, basically, you don't – you know, the load at any given time offensively when when Chris when uh, James Harden takes a break um, isn't going to be totally in the dumper for the Rockets. I think that's one way that they're going to manage the success of that. Um, but – Ultimately, they're going to have to figure out how to coexist, um, and that means play off of each other because there's only one person that's going to have the ball. So how did it look like when it was the three-headed monster of Oklahoma City? Well, at that point, James Harden was not James Harden. James Harden was still coming off the bench at that time. Yeah. It was Russell Westbrook and, and Kevin Durant. And Russell Westbrook was this shifty uber-athlete he was not as ball dominant as he was before, and he actually worked a lot of sets off of cutting and moving. But once Kevin Durant 
left, that seemingly left along with it. And also, too, um, Billy Donovan, the head coach from Florida, I, I just don't know. And, and, and Scott Foster before that didn't have, weren't really great like offensive masterminds. So it, you could put a little on the onus on those two guys. Um, but I think ultimately these guys won't have to do as much, and hopefully they buy in. They have familiarity with each other. I think they have a, a bond with each other, especially coming up so quickly and, and making the finals so early that I think they'll look to defer naturally because I think they'll see each they'll they'll understand they'll they'll have this kind of like alpha you know understanding like okay he's you know I don't need to I don't need to bark against him because he's a one athlete a one basketball player so I'll let him do his thing here yeah so here's where I don't see it's necessarily like a 1000 percent upgrade is because right. of you know, Russell Westbrook isn't exactly – he was that mover and cutter in Oklahoma City, but it's also like when he doesn't have the ball, he's the guy that just kind of stands off on the wing. So it kind of puts Harden in that same position where you had Chris Paul. Like Chris Paul likes to dribble and make opportunities and pass first, like shoot sure. second. And then Westbrook wants to just like take it to the rack. So it's, is it necessarily going to free up Harden for what Harden wants to do? And the big question on this that I'm leading to is just like, is Harden excited about this trade? I think he is. I mean, I I think if and that's the thing that I wrote on my notes is like, well, was there a was there no infighting or yeah, was, was there, there because yeah. there 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 might have been because James Harden said like, well, there needs to be changes and everyone assumed that that meant something with the Chris Paul dynamic and Mike D'Antoni, um, and there's been changes and you could venture to guess that you know or, or make the make the assumption that you know Daryl Morey was trying to really get that another start and didn't, didn't see it in Chris Paul had this number. And, and here's the thing for the, their, their contracts this year, they're exactly the same 38 and a half million and they escalate in the same way. So really it's just a player for player swap and then throwing picks at them. And Sam Presti, the GM for the thunder has done a magnificent job of just gathering assets. I've kind of looked at it. Like I thought about cap space and draft picks and I was like, you're either in a buying or a hoarding mode. You yeah. know what I mean? Either you're hoarding cap space and picks or you don't give a shit about it. And it's yeah. like, fuck the cap space. Let's send it all off and send picks. I don't give a fuck. We're trying to win in this two-year window. Say that again, most Austin, because you're absolutely right. That's exactly where we're at. And it kind of like it makes it feel like it's it's the culmination of this just kind of like the players owning the league thing now it's just coming to where we're playing this pickup game with you know like 40 some odd players where we just put the best ones on whatever team and just play it out and see what happens my gun shyness about this a little bit and i and oklahoma city would feel it the most because they know how tight that window can be it's just like right. if you have those picks you got to win we watch boston do it and, and boston kind of squandered it away in a little bit yeah like they, they were hoarding all those picks go talk about it yeah, no, you're you're 100 right. They they did because they kept kind of waiting. They yeah. kept kind of yes, waiting, yes, and they yes. had all these assets. And then eventually, the assets weren't as beautiful as what you once thought. Yeah. And so there, so everyone probably would, you know, in the moment commend Boston for like, oh look, they're being judicious and they're they're really being thoughtful about the moves that they're making. Or at a certain point, it's like, look, man, you gotta you gotta throw it in there and go for it and put it in there and just see what happens and if you miss you miss but then you know you missed and you can't you can't have like look at it from revisionist history you've got to just go after it and be like fuck it we went after ad he didn't resign with us we had our shot yep. we had one bad break but you know what those assets two years from now aren't going to be the same assets they were then 
you just keep kicking the can down the road, right? You're just like, oh, I yeah. got all these trades, and you just keep making more and more trades and more and more picks. We have so many picks. We have a lot of picks happening. Eventually, it's just like, well, like pull a fucking trigger with those picks. <laughs> you right. gotta, you gotta do something with them. You gotta build a team. Right, exactly. And and then you know now, now Sam Presti and the smart guys will look at cap space and like Daryl Morey. I mean, they were way over on the seller cap, but still figured out a way to get a deal done. So. So the the moral of that story is is even if you're over the cap space, you're over the cap. If you have certain assets and you've structured your cap correctly, now that's a key distinction in all of this. They've structured their cap correctly. Yeah, they are free now to make moves. If your cap's all fucked up and you've got ninety percent of your cap in two and a half, three players, you're in up shit's creek. Looking at you, Lakers. Um, but. The other side is is then when you hoard these assets and you have this cap space, then how are you like the Brooklyn Nets putting together a good presentation to then maximize that cap space in the right year and the right time? Or with these draft picks, this'll be the this'll be the next hallmark of the the next movement of picks is will these guys be able to parlay this into into a good class? And they've got you know, they got two picks in twenty twenty two, which is that kind of the double draft where we anticipate high schoolers in that freshman class in there. They've got two in 2023, 2021. They've got two. They've got basically 11 or 12 potential first-round picks in the next seven years. Um, some of those are pick swaps. So all they need to do is get kind of that run again, start over, and see if they can get a Harden, Durant, or excuse me, Durant, Westbrook, Harden in three consecutive years. <laughs> just see if you can do that. Just pull, pull that off. Just no do problem. that. But but you know what? Here's the thing. If you've got two first round picks in every round, yeah. you you you've increased your percentage to get that player it's how, it's how exponentially. State, it's how Golden State built it. Yeah. Yeah, and this is what I look at really man, can you boil it down to be this simple? If you are not one of these major market teams, because we look at where just kind of these, you know, these top ten players that were free agents or in the case of Paul George forced your trade like you're right. going to a big market team so these it's almost like these New Orleans these Oklahoma cities like they have it's in their best interest to get as many picks as possible because they're have to like home grow their team if they want to compete sure yeah they're definitely gonna have to do that I mean this, this I mean that's the, the Spurs model the Spurs model was savvy drafting I mean Tony Parker was a late first round pick uh, Manu Ginobili was a second round pick and they and they they were you know fortunate to to land uh Tim Duncan on a year that the previous year where David Robinson was injured so and then they've just been f- smart with their acquisitions and the development I mean Kawhi was a 15th overall pick and they developed him so yes you're right you if you're a smaller market team you have to be savvy with how you draft and and, and find those assets and then once you get them You've got to you got to have the culture and the institution around them, you know. That's the, that's the problem with Anthony Davis in New Orleans. They got him, they won him, they did not create a conducive culture around him to make them believe, hey, this is going anywhere. They try to fast track it, they try to jumpstart this title run around him, and they put a bunch of shitty contracts around him with guys who couldn't play, and he got fed up with it, and he was like, fuck it, I want to go to L.A. Alright, all right, give, give us the, just kind of like the idiot's guide to exactly what happened in New Orleans with Anthony Davis, because to me it just seems like, hey, I just, I want to go play in a bigger market. Like, were they just really kind of inept on surrounding him with guys that could actually help him make a title run? I mean, they had DeMarcus Cousins with him for a beat. He had, he had for a beat, and then they didn't go, they didn't re-sign him 
obviously because he tore his Achilles. And they made a move, and he really liked it. And at that point, that's when he was setting the world on fire, and they had uh, yeah. uh, Mir- Miritich, and so they did have it. But they were also saddled by the Solomon Hill contracts. And you know, when I think it was in the cap jumped up exponentially in like 2012 or 2013, I can't remember, drink everybody. But that's when they went like just bonkers, just spending on all these like mid-level guys and giving them huge numbers. And then it didn't pan out the way that they thought it was. Not to mention then also, too, organizationally, you have um, Del Demps, who is their previous GM, who just really didn't know what he was going to, what he was doing. He was as much of the clusterfuck for the whole trade, Laker trade last year, and the organization changed over from George Shin, uh, I believe, to then, or I could be wrong. That could be wrong. Drink everybody again, man. I'm making man, everyone drink tonight. Aaron's Sorry. hammered. But. Uh, uh, but the Benson Group, Tom Benson, basically the the owners of New Orleans uh, Saints were forced into basically absolving the the Pelicans because the NBA talked to them. They basically gave them a sweetheart of a deal. So they always had for the last however many years this second class citizen feel in a town of New Orleans, which is a, a good town, a fun town, and a you know it's a football town, but it could be a basketball town, and they could have made it. They, they missed the mark on that. And so when when athletes, historically we've seen it, when athletes don't feel the love and don't feel like they're the guy, you know, especially in that Anthony Davis level who's getting MVP, creden- you know, you know, publication and, and talking about, they tend to go and say, well, fuck it. I want to go somewhere with a little, that'll, that'll, that'll make me feel like a star. And L.A. seems to be it. Yeah, but I, I don't think that necessarily is New Orleans' fault. I think it's just – you know, it's it's who when we talk about the bullshit thing of just like, oh, who did they win the game or did they lose the game? It's just like LA's LA. LA's not gonna stop being LA. So New Orleans is never sure. gonna compete with being LA. Like and that's what's scary. And I, I wanna say two things, like the little- Yeah, but 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 they're they're yeah. never the way that they compete is by they making the making it a significantly harder choice to leave and to make it make it an uncertain choice. They didn't make it an uncertain choice, and it was like, well, fuck it, I want to go to the Lakers. I, I know that's what makes it hard because it's just like if a New Orleans can't get homegrown talent in there, if we have, and I don't, I'm not even putting this in, you know, for hyperbole. I, I just this Paul George, like, forced the trade thing, like that should be scary because if that starts coming on the table, like all these small market team has just like superstars leaving, the only thing a small market team can do is like try to grow this homegrown talent and like so, have like that. That's all like hands tied. Yeah. I think, but I think that the, the force I'm putting that in quotations, audience. Sure. I think that force is a little bit. Cause like if I, if you really think about it, what Oklahoma city le- was bailing out, they were bailing out. I don't, I don't see how much <laughs> sure. leverage does Paul George have on that. He just signed a four year deal last summer. He's pretty much locked in there. He's, he's in there with Westbrook. I, and, and the, the, the Thunder were sitting at looking at it as they're going to be a repeater on the luxury tax, which means they're getting into that extra echelon of taxpayers. And historically, that franchise has been averse to paying luxury tax. That's the reason why the first big three, that's the reason why Harden got shipped off in October of like 2012, because they didn't want to pay the luxury tax because he knew his extension was coming up. And they're again, these three ginormous contracts. So, that you know, I don't. I think that's changed again. They've since, you know, changed that philosophy a little bit. But they didn't want to now pay it when they were going to be a first round exit team, which they had been historically. I think for the last three seasons. So 
they were like, now is our time. And, and this actually, we, we stumbled into this because we sold, we won last summer. We were the hallmark of, Hey, uh, small market teams, this is how you keep and stay stars. You build a culture around them. And then when everyone thought Paul George was going to go to L.A. because this was the inevitability, we won because we built a culture around him and he decided to stay. That happened. That that Don't, don't take that away from Oklahoma City. Then a year goes by, and this just shows you how quickly that window closes. Yeah. And they realize, shit, Paul George had two shoulder injuries last year. He's got a rod in his leg from the U.S. team when he broke his ankle, like tibia. And this team isn't winning. This team isn't winning. And guess what? We're going to pay like $45 million in luxury tax. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the Clippers come knocking on a door and go, hey, we need Paul George. Otherwise, we're going to get we're not going to get Kawhi Leonard. He's going to force a trade and whatever that means. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's forcing the trade. But we're gonna take like eight picks from you or six picks from you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that 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 tells me that that isn't. Uh, oh, I've been held over the barrel by a player on this. Sure, and, and I like it. I like any move by a team that's just like they're not going cheap. Like it's there's been some yeah. like blockbuster. Like even even the the Chris Paul like Westbrook trade like had a little too many picks involved and pick swaps than I would have put yeah. it at. Like it seemed like a little bit more of like closer to like an I it's not an even Steven but it definitely didn't need to have as many things going like to the direction of yeah Oklahoma one team that did yeah yeah absolutely and I mean they get I mean for them they get off the Westbrook deal a year earlier you know Chris Paul's got a player option of like 44 million in the next two years I think he's probably picking that up um and so you know and I don't know maybe We'll we'll talk about Chris Paul uh, Paul a little bit later, but I do think it's one of those things where, you know, they're going to look at it. They're they're basically like two million dollars above the luxury tax right now, so that you know there's probably another move in there. But one of those picks that they had that I just you know we just talked about that could be an asset to sell to a team that will absorb a contract like an Andre Roberson is an expiring deal with ten million dollars left. So they could ship that off with a, with one of the many trade picks that they picked up, get under the tax if they find the right partner, and basically here for your troubles, for taking this ten million dollars, um, and us taking you know four or five million bucks back gets us under the the threshold. Here's a first round pick for your trouble. That's how that shit works all day long. Now they've given themselves flexibility to kind of um, um, move on in the future, get under that threshold. And then they can see, all right, well, let's figure out what we're going to do with uh, with Chris Paul later on. This is chess. It ain't checkers. Excellent, brother. <laughs> uh, real fast right now, uh, I'm going to list through the four teams that we brought up on our rip before we move on the inbox. We're up against it. Let me know how far they get in the playoffs. Uh, we'll start from the bottom move up. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Not making the playoffs. Missing the playoffs. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans. New Orleans Pelicans. Ooh, that's our MAB team of the that year coming up. MAB team of the year. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him an eighth seed. Eighth seed. <laughs> eighth seed. Oh yeah, maybe. I like it. Sneaky. I'm gonna do seven. I'm gonna do seven seed. Okay. Uh, all right, Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets. I think they're gonna be in that four or five seed range. Four or five. All right. And the Los Angeles Clippers. Los Angeles Clippers. Ooh, Ooh Tom Fleming's gonna be upset. Hey, I, I I helped you, Tom Fleming, our last NBA week. NBA correspondent, Tom. Tom Fleming. Clippers say, missed the playoffs. Clippers missed no. the playoffs, exactly. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, two seed. I'll say a two seed. Two seed. Comes down to Paul George's health, I'd have to believe. All right, brother. We're up against it. Let's get into that inbox. All right. We got two emails coming up for you guys right now. Can't wait to cut out this dead time while I open it up. All right. Um, we got... Greetings, gentlemen. Here's a question for you. The Thunder have a ton of future picks and won't be continuing for a while. With the arrival of SGA, they also have their PG of the future and present. So, where does Westbrook land? Uh, what, what is SGA? I don't What's SGA? I missed that. Shea, Shea Gillius Alexander, the trade that they got for the one that the, – the, the, and I'm kicking myself, but the trade that I laid out many pods ago about how the Clippers could get Anthony Davis was yeah. ostensibly the same trade that they used to land Paul George. I don't know. Can I pat myself on the back for that? You always Knowing can. that that was their best hey, asset, uh, but maybe, just not knowing what this, the asset it was. Hey, bro, uh, this is for you. Oh, we haven't done one of those around. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think, I think, I mean, I think we kind of covered that. Um, Westbrook, it's, it's kind of been like sending this, knowing Westbrook was going to move somewhere and now we know where yeah, he's at. I think, I think that emailer, that emailer sent that before the trade happened. Yes, absolutely, just so absolutely, he gets, absolutely. that emailer gets his credit where his credit Yeah, he's not, he's not, prof- he's not asking where does he move when he gets to yeah. Houston. Like, where's he <laughs> right, like, what right. part What's of Houston address? is he living into? Very Talamadthick. We didn't come up real fast and we can't dig into it because we are up against it, but this, where does Westbrook land? Uh, he sent this email early. We see where that is. Where does CP3 land? Right. Is right. this staying okay, Let's not get crazy I, with this. Just sum it up, most awesome. We all love you in pieces. Sum it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, the, the emailer had asked if he was going to get how, – how are the Lakers going to get him? I, I, I don't – I looked at it, and I, I, I couldn't find a fucking way that he gets on the Lakers. I guess really the only way is is that if they bought him out, the Thunder bought out, and I don't know why they would buy him out, but that means two teams have to come to an agreement, and basically Chris Paul has to walk from forty million bucks or whatever to decide the the price tag is going to be on that. So that's a hard hard sell. Um, I don't see him getting to the Lakers at all. I don't know how they even could get him on the squad. They don't have the they don't have the salaries to match uh, just a straight up trade, and they don't have the assets and the picks to trade him because they already sent it to. Uh, to the Pelicans. Well, so where they, does he would, where would does they, he stay? Would they want that? Would LeBron James is that is that interesting to the Lakers? It's the banana boat, baby. It's uh him and Dwayne Wade and uh Carmelo Anthony and uh have you not seen this picture, the banana boat picture? No, I haven't. They were in like the Bahamas and they're all on like this big yellow banana boat thing oh, okay. all like hugged up against each other. So yeah. they're boys. They're boys. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I like plenty of people that like I wouldn't necessarily want to be like an associate producer in this office. Like, I think you can still be bros yeah. and not be like, oh, we got to put a team together. And I'll yeah, say, yeah. Isn't, isn't it funny? Like, isn't uh, we have no time for this conspiracy theory? Never mind. I'm not even going to talk about the last time CP threw each other. We don't have to, bro. I see. Oh my god, I just made him drool. I see the look in your eyes. Let's dog ear it. We'll come dog back. Ear. It's we got a long summer, brother. We we'll make it a yeah, whole yeah. fucking. We'll okay. make it a whole episode. Right. We'll do, we'll do right. conspiracy theories next week. Riff from the headlines. We'll do conspiracy theories. There you got my word. Okay, Dude, uh, really it. fast. Let's finish. Uh, also, what's your favorite barbecue? I just like abbreviations. Hilarious. He did use a lot of abbreviations. Uh, so BBQ to me is sometimes two things. Are we talking about like what do I like at a barbecue restaurant or what do I like off of a barbecue grill? Barbecue restaurant, I want like the burnt end tips. Off a of barbecue mm. grill, I will take. A, I'll take a little flank steak. Just cook it up. I mean, I, yeah. Like I, I like a strip, but I don't trust myself with a strip on the barbecue grill. I want a strip cooked in the steakhouse. 
There you go. There you go. I like it. I uh, off the barbecue grill. I'm gonna keep it classic. I love the uh, the good old fashioned bratwurst. I love that. Oh like yeah, little, little sausage bratwurst happening. Is, I bratwurst. We go delicious, yummy, yummy. Yeah. Uh, barbecue restaurants. I'm gonna go pulled pork. I like pulled pork. It's good. Okay. It's very versatile. Throw some sauce on it too. Additional. It's yummy. Totally versatile. So versatile. All right. Uh, next one we got. Who does T-Bones have an upcoming Bieber versus Tom Cruise fight? And what's the odds in winner, Brandana? Okay, so this was a tweet that Justin Bieber sent out. Do I have a timestamp on this? Uh, 5.34 p.m. I feel like it was later. Uh, Justin Bieber tweeted, I want to challenge Tom Cruise to a fight in the octagon. Tom, if you don't take this fight, you're scared and you will never live it down. Who's willing to put put on the fight? Dana White? Question mark? Um, so I don't know who, my first question in this email is who's T, are you T-Bones in this scenario? Who's T-Bones? I thought, I thought that it was Tango Foxtrot maybe, potentially. I, I don't know, because he's in the fight game. I thought That's it was Tango Foxtrot too. Okay, so we got, we got to reach out to, well, we forgot to do that. Yep. So we, <laughs> we'll dog ear that, I guess. Well, no, we're not going to dog ear. We'll, uh, we'll Insta at him. He's a, he's present on the Insta. Yes, I would say he's prolific, one might say. Yeah, he was a prolific. He can make instance happen. So we'll reach out to him and have him put on his stories because he likes a story about. Uh, so who do you like in this fight? I have the odds. Oh, you have the odds? I are there the real odds. odds on this or this, are these Brandana odds? Uh, these are Brandana odds. I love uh, it. So more, whatever makes that more than <laughs> more than real. Okay, yeah, so exactly. Okay, so here's uh, – there was No, a- no, no. Let me, give you, let me give you my answer real sure, quick. Sure, sure, sure. I'm going Tom Cruise. I, I, he's got a little old man strength, a little crazy. Yep, I get it. Go Tom that. Cruise, man. Yeah, yeah, he's got it. Yeah, I know you would. So, um, so I did. I did put on odds. I like. I actually heard a podcast that put odds on this. That had like, it had like Bieber at minus one forty. What? I think. Yes, yeah, abs- absolute fucking insanity. So, oh, um, I'm jumping all over. What's he at? Like plus one, one twenty, one twenty five. I got it. I got it. Okay, so um, I don't here's jump. my first point. Bieber. At at best, those are glamour muscles. If not, yes. if not, I don't want to create any conspiracy theories. If not, Photoshop muscle. That's not true. Ooh. I'm just saying they could be Photoshop muscles. They are definitely that, that shots fired. They're definitely glamour muscles at best. Tom Cruise. Those are hanging off the side of a plane. Last Samurai mission. Very possible muscles. This is a those guy are that like gets in the dirt. Yeah, those are like prison workout muscles. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like he's doing a lot of push-ups, a lot of, you know, like a lot of prison. He is. He's doing like, you know, the, the dips off the bedside. Yeah. That's what that's what Tom Cruise does. That's exactly you know what the the older I get also like the more value I put in old man strength. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like Justin Bieber is what? Like like sixteen years old? Like how many sixteen year olds most awesome do you think you could take? You probably take like four or five. 16 year old before, like you. Yeah. 16 year old, like Jordan Bieber or Justin Bieber. Sorry. Yes. Justin Bieber. Yes. Said, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm running through <laughs> at least three and a half. Well, I, I've, I have great news. Before I get gassed out, that's my, that'd be my problem. I, I just, I'd run out of steam. Oh, uh, you'd be fine. You like the, uh, <laughs> like moving, moving that couch up the stairs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Go on. I yeah. don't even think I was on the pod. This is a conversation between us. Oh, well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. yeah. A little call Ask back more for questions. ourselves. Send us an email about. Does most awesome get gas moving to catch up the stairs? We'll tell you the story on the pot. Uh, so the odds are this. I have Tom Cruise minus 800. That means to win $100, you have to bet $800. And I have, ooh, did I stop there? 
I have four more things on the board for odds, bro. Oh, like some props, maybe? I do have a little bit of props. Okay, uh, this is where it gets interesting. Uh, what comes first, a Bieber tier or a Bieber landed punch? And the odds on that is Bieber tier at minus 120. <laughs> I did, just for fun, I did have most awesome versus Bieber. I set the odds for that. Most awesome coming in at minus 140. And okay. for taking the time to send the email, listener Bing. Bing versus Bieber, I got Bing at minus 110. And if whiskey isn't considered a performance-enhancing drug, Bing minus 120. Oh, I like it. I like it. The bump. There you go, baby. There you go. All right. I like it. I'm taking all the. I'm taking all the favorites in that. Uh, all right, brother. It's high new motherfucker. Let's take him to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. All right, brother. Uh, this was sent in from Nomaber Stacy. Thanks for hitting us up. I like it. Have you been a fan? We got to get her on the pod. You'll recognize her from our big episode. When we do that, was it the the year pod? Do we do the year? Yeah, pod? that was our anniversary yeah. pod. We were just anniversary we're, pod. We're, we're feeling indulgent and calling everyone. We <laughs> we got. That's when I talked to uh, I talked to the guys from the Jodavec, Jodavec, Jodavec. Yeah, called. Or I saw him at the. He bartends by the office, and I like walked in there. He was just like, "You're just gonna call me until I answered." I was like, "Yep, that was our goal. <laughs> Got you on the pod." Uh, all right, so no matter Stacy wrote in, and she would like to hear us rank the top three worst superheroes. So here's the angle I took, bro. Oh, I like it. I didn't do like I wasn't googling like all the fucked up superheroes that were in one comic book that's nobody ever fucking heard of. I took I'm glad, like I'm glad I do that. I didn't okay, do that either. Exactly. Yeah. You thought about it though for B. Yeah. I thought about it. And I was just like, well, who gives a shit? This is more of a research thing. Like, yeah. No, I want to take the angle of just like superheroes in the orbit that we all know about. Yes. That I'm just like that. Don't do it for me. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. Okay, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Because because you know there what? Was Each like, of us get a point. Each of us yes. get one point out Ooh, of the we're gate. We're starting out of the gate hot. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, all right, brother. I'll take the ball out. So my number one, my number three worst superhero, scores one to one. Let me just mark it. I'm, I'm really, I'm New Year's resolution. I'm keeping track now. There you go. I like it. Score. I'm writing it down. Uh, so it's Emma Frost. Emma Frost is from X Men. Ilk was, uh, I think, like Brotherhood of Evil Mutants comes back. So here's my big thing with Emma Frost. So Emma Frost also, aka White Queen. But called Emma. Have you heard of this before? I'm not familiar so, with this one. We're we're not a few good start. We're yeah. not a good start. Like you're making me feel like a liar. No, like most like comic book people will know Emma Frost, the White Queen. Sure. She uh, so she's she's kind of a psychic, and she also does have a superhero name, like White yeah, Queen, yeah. but Emma Frost. Like out of the gate, she's just like, well, "What's your hero name?" It's like Emma Frost. Like not doing it for me, and it's just like the fact that she is. I, I'm saying semi psychic because like the group she's around she's going to the x-men as a psychic and it's just kind of like there's gene gray and professor x already there it's like right. you, it's like you and i you're redundant in, it's like you and i walk into a pod studio and there's fucking adam carolla and joe rogan and we're just like <laughs> hey guys where should we pod we're exactly. ready, for some, ready for some pod magic here we go let's get it on it's just like well we'll take the know? lead on this one fellas 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't have a really your your ability not only is it unique, it's overshadowed by people that do it so much better and you don't even have a superhero name. I love so. it. That's good. I like it. It's really so that's good. good. Mine uh I also like to edit the wrinkle because we just had uh Coach Harris on the podcast and I, I wanted to give a quote from uh season three from Coach Jason Brown because he was uh so quotable. So I'm gonna go along and sure. tie some of these in along sure. with it. Just oh, a little great. tie in for this. Man. This is uh, uh we now we do the mature audience rating right now. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Actually, you know what? They're not too bad. Um, so season number, or excuse me, season number three, my number three. Um, I am gonna go. I think that most people will know this more than the White Queen. I'm going with Ant Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's why. This. Yeah, here's why. So again, here's here's the thing. Real name Scott Lang. Uh, he was an electrical engineer turned convict turned into kind of superhero. What are his superpowers? It's like I yeah. thought about it. It's like, well, let me put on these feety pajamas <laughs> and lacrosse yeah. helmet, and I'll get really, really small. Yeah. Like that's his fucking thing. Who? Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Who walks into a fight and it's just like, hey, you know what I need to do? Let's get smaller. Let's like, get smaller. Let, let's make me more. I, I get it. He's supposed to. Have- and- the second movie too was like, oh, and now he can get bigger. He get really big, and it's like, uh, oh, okay, All yeah, yeah. Right. that's not your power. You're not, yeah, you're ant not the or gigantic man. You're just ant yeah. man. Yeah, keep staying lane. Although the, I would say for me, the movies gave a little Paul Rudd bump, like Paul Rudd. So I, I like the way sure. that he played it, but ultimately, you know, he could have yeah. been a lot higher if it was not for Paul Rudd. Um, and then so my my Jason Brown quote for it. I thought it was funny because he is an electrical engineer, but he's like, I might not be a math major, but I'm a hustler. <laughs> Excellent, Braxton. I, I like I like this electrical engineer turned like convict. Yeah. What do you do with his electrical engineering ability? Nothing. He didn't do like, anything with it's it. Not like, it's like, just like, 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 like a race car it. driver turned convict. Like where, where does this where does this pan out in just kind of the convict world? Uh, yeah. All right, bro. Ant-Man, I'm going to give you a tiny score. I'm giving you plus 10, but I wrote it really small. And uh, the White <laughs> Queen for being third in command on her abilities. I'm giving myself three points. That brings it to 4 to 11 in favor of Most Awesome. My number two, coming in with the very unimpressive, the very, I could figure this out over the weekend, Hawkeye. That's Ooh. right. In a world of machine guns and superheroes, we're still talking about Lord of the Rings esque yeah. bow and arrows. It's just like it's a. I love accuracy. I love when it's next man. Like I love a Renaissance fair. Like show off where like get in where you fit in. But right. to just be like I'm on the level of Wolverine, Advancing of Skeleton, Gambit. I can charge cards. Uh, I, I think I'm mixing up the Marvel and DC people's fucking heads are gonna explode. That's explode heads. Right. I don't know. Captain America throw. I don't even know. Like Iron Man. What? I don't explain myself. Not impressed. Yeah, yeah. Not, no. not impressed with some Hawkeye. And and how many arrows can you really have in that quill? You know, with like different like powers and things like it's, that. It's like, just like it's, it's not it's, unlimited, dude. It's it's kind of antiquated. It's just like oh my, like call, uh, I'm the Illuminator. I can make light, and it's just like well, I, we, <laughs> we got flashlights now, so I guess you're you're done. Right. So I got uh, my number two. I like it, and and I I like that our, ours are really sw- uh, similar because they both have like super antiquated weapons. <laughs> yeah, it's just like that we're are the, we're yeah. So so I'm going with my number two, Green Lan- Lantern, 
So Green mm. Lantern is like all over the board. That's a really good one. He like the I didn't realize this doing a little research. Like his first iteration, he was like a railroad guy and like came across this actual lantern and then made a ring into it. And then the next iterations after that were that aliens came down and from like the Green Lantern Crusade and said, "Hey, this ring is yours. You're now like a guardian of the galaxy type thing." All his fucking thing is it's a ring. It's a ring. That's his superpower. And they have changed in the comic books. Obviously, everyone knows the Ryan Reynolds and the, the Hal Jordan is kind of, I think, everyone's point of mind. But you know, they've had seven different people as the Green Lantern. Like Alan Scott was the first one, then Hal Jordan, Guy Gardner, John Stewart, Kyle Rainier, Simon Baz, and now a female uh, Green Lantern, Jessica Cruz. So, and my my Coach Brown quote for that: "It's not the X's and the O's; it's the Jimmys and the Joes." <laughs> So many guys. Too many guys. Uh, totally. So I'm going to put you at a ring size of nine. <laughs> That's is a that big right? ring. What is that a cock ring? <laughs> How big is your finger? I don't know. Nine what a ring right. size. I actually don't know what a ring size is. How big is that? That might actually be pretty accurate. It's, it's probably right. Because I think I think women have like the perfect seven, right? There was a thing which was just like a perfect six. It was like a, a six ring size, a six waist size i don't know i'm shit oh my point is nine's not that big. i don't know if nine's that big you're getting nine fucking points you know what i deduct okay. you one for just okay being a pain Sorry, in the for ass. making a making yeah. a crass cochran yeah, joke <laughs> yeah you lose another one you said it twice uh-huh. uh jimmy and joe's all right so that's seven points you're at 18 um i gave myself six because that's what i wrote down 10 to uh 18 there you go Going into the last round, um, so I'll do my honorable mention real fast. This isn't a superhero I hate. I just want to—I want to know if you heard of him. He's looking at the X Factor team. His name's Longshot. Mm-mm. Oh, is this the one that like Will Smith was? Hancock. Not Hancock. Think. No, 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 no. In the Suicide Squad, like he couldn't miss. Oh, yeah, I think it was Deadshot. Deadshot. Deadshot okay, yeah. yeah. No, Longshot's weird. Longshot, his. Like his ability to complete a task increases if his intentions are pure. Like his luck gets better. Uh, so, this so, is terrible. I was kind of weren't you kind of hoping? Makes me feel like could, gambling. Like if yeah, I yeah. if I bet on the New Orleans Saints and I just if my intentions are pure, like I just really need to win that money, then they're gonna cover the four and a half points. Everyone walks away better because <laughs> I'm happy. There you go. There you go. Uh, all right, my last one is Robin. Robin, getting mm. the crown. Is that your number one, bro? It is my number one. <laughs> is it really? Oh, it really is. Kismet, Worst outfit bro. of all time. It's, okay, so it's uh, let's let's just rapid fire. Let's even talk through each other. Like uh, so no no so anyway, if you're a superhero, you need to be able to do something unique to everyone else. Uh, yeah, I've never I, seen Robin do anything that Batman hasn't done. Robin apparently yeah. like came from the circus and is an acrobat. Like, what weapons is he getting? Like, uh, Robin, not a strong bird. Not a strong bird. Gate. Terrible, terrible outfit. He's the boy wonder. Yeah. What 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 is wonderful about that? And then in like later iterations, he was like a detective and then a lawyer. Well, what does that mean? You're gonna, I mean, like, better not get in an argument with with Robin. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> he's gonna fucking object you flip, to death. Flip you to death. Uh, all right, brother. Well, if we tie, I officially got to give you the win. That's that's this is one of our wilder lockups. Yeah, it was. I did not think you were gonna get there. By the way, the JB quote for him: He's sure, a mark ass sure. bitch. <laughs> I also had on my console bracket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did have Hawkeye on there. Oh, nice. uh, I had uh, uh, Aquaman on there. I'm not really big into Aquaman. I don't really see it. 
Yeah, we just don't live underwater. It's just like right. Silver Surfer is just like, well, if I'm in space, like maybe I'd be more impressed. I don't know what's going on up there. I'm sure you're handling it. Sure. Like I don't know what and kind then, of war is going on in the water with the pufferfish. Yeah, and you know what I'm not a big fan of, and I'm probably gonna get some flack for this. Spider Man, fuck Spider Man. I was kind of thinking of that. He's soft, yeah. man. He uh, he got bit by a spider. He's got a terrible name. Yeah. And every movie that he's been in, he's basically been played by a, a, a prepubescent boy. And if we had a, if we didn't get locked up at number one, I had him in as my console, and I just wrote um, what the JB quote on this, and I love this quote is, is y'all think he's hard he couldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight for my neighborhood <laughs> man spider-man enemy of the podcast all you guys from uh what was it uh, who played spider-man all of them oh toby mcguire yeah uh, andrew, oh, andrew garfield. garfield yeah and then i don't know who the kid is today who's like he's like 13 yeah not sure. How many of these was he get? All right, man. Just throwing here, Spider Man. All right, uh, most awesome. You walk away with it again. Woo! That uh, that, that Green Lantern. That that was the difference. You came up. That figure, was a different. That was a good one. Figure out your fucking ring size. All right, brother. Um, up against it as we always are. Let's shut it down. If you guys want to send us an email, Stacy, thanks so much for that. Uh, Joe Bing, appreciate your guys' emails. Shoot us. You know, if you want a Nia for us to tackle. If you got something in the inbox you want us to chat about, if you want to get involved in that wild map degrees of separation, just email mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. All right, brother, it's that time. MVP of the week, who you got? I'm going to go with Roger Federer. Uh, hopefully he has won by the time you guys listen to this. his ninth Wimbledon final. Wimbledon, my favorite tennis event. So he's making it into the finals, going against uh, Nikolai Djokic, I believe is how you say his name. Um, so hopefully he comes out a winner, but I, I'm going to go with Roger Federer just because I think he's uh, a great tennis player, and I like Wimbledon. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to go to New York housing. You know, uh, looking for apartments <laughs> right now. I'm going to move August 1st. Uh, takes a lot of balls to look me in the eye in 400 square feet with floors that have like sticky lacquer on it that are uneven and kind of a water stain in the wall and be like, that'll be $1,600 and $2,000 down front. Where do you like to sign, sir? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, keep doing what you do, I guess, New York. <laughs> See, like supply and demand. You got it under control. Uh, guys, it's been episode 72 of the MAB Sports Podcast. Love you listening. Follow us on Insta, MAB underscore sports. I'm Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Folks, we come at you hard at this podcast. We ain't no mad-ass pods.